Hello and welcome to another episode of the Envisioneering Exchange, the podcast where industry leaders discuss the most important topics in building an urban efficiency. I'm your host, John Sheff, Dan Foss is Director of Public and Industry Affairs. Now, before we get started, you can subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. And today, I am going to be talking to you about the latest updates in the refrigerant transition as we head into 2022, the first year of uh, the AIM Act phase down. So this is an important topic. There's a lot of changes coming in both AC and refrigeration, and we're going to discuss some of them and the potential pitfalls as we head into the next few years of the phase down. So uh, 2021 saw the implementation of uh, the AIM Act phase down get underway in earnest. The U.S. The EPA spent the year setting its allocation rules for producers and consumers of, of HFCs. And these allocation rules were based on the three highest years of production between 2011 and 2019. Um, and, and what the EPA did was they set the allocation rule for 2022. They're going to use that same process that they already used for 2022 for 2023, although the allocations have not actually been set. Um, but as we'll get to in, in just a moment, uh, 2024 could present some potential issues, and the EPA has agreed to revisit that allocation process for 2024. So we'll know more about that in the coming months or maybe the coming uh, year. But uh, as of now, one of the, the big issues is we have the AIM Act figured out. Uh, we have a phase-down schedule set, and we have some sector-based controls that we are, we think will will be relatively steady as we as we move forward. Whether it's AC starting in January first, twenty twenty-five, this is the same rule that CARB set. Um, uh, chillers starting uh, January first, twenty twenty-four, and these GWPs set at most likely will be set at seven fifty. These limits for uh, for the national phase-down and commercial refrigeration, which uh, will have a, a longer lead time. So. Uh, starting in 2022, we've already gone into um, what's likely a transition with 448 and 449 with GWPs, I believe, in the 1400 to 1500 range. And then moving forward, we'll likely see a second step down uh, either to 150, as they have in California for new equipment, or somewhere around 300 to allow for a wider range of, of HFOs or A2Ls. But uh, those things I believe that we can count on relatively certainly. What is uncertain right now are the up, are the status of the building codes. Right now, fewer than 10 states have either updated their codes or passed legislation mandating that they do so to allow for A2Ls in advance of that January 1st, 2025 date for AC, the big, the big date there. Um, so the model codes, which most states rely on to update uh, their their state and local codes, and some of these these codes are done at the local level, which adds uh, another layer of complexities. But these building codes, the Uniform Mechanical Code or the International Code Council's uh, codes, likely won't be updated to include ASHRAE fifteen point two or uh, UL six zero three three five dash two dash forty for AC or two dash eighty nine for uh, for uh, commercial refrigeration until sometime in 2024. That means that states and localities would only have a short period of time before that 2020 January 1st, 2025 date to uh, incorporate those codes. So um, it, it, what this means is that it is unlikely that all 50 states will have their building codes updated in time to allow for A2Ls by January 1st, 2025 for residential air conditioning. Um, 
To further complicate matters, the AMAC's first large decrease in available supply of HFC refrigerant is set to occur January 1st, 2024. That's a 40% drop in the available supply of HFC. And so that is a a big drop. Um, And when you combine that with the percentage of states that are likely not going to have their building codes updated to allow for A2Ls, it means we could have a real refrigerant shortage as we head into 2024. Now, there is some precedent for the scenario. It played itself out uh, around Europe's F-gas regulations in 2017. Uh, and the EU was really not prepared for, for this outcome. And consequently, we saw HFC price spikes of nearly 1,000% in a matter of months. And they didn't ease until the building codes were updated. Um, so unlike the EU, however, the U.S. market is well aware of the potential shortfall several years in advance, and, and we're working hard to uh, head off that outcome and those, those huge price spikes in HFC. So AHRI is working diligently with the states to update the building codes. They're working with the Climate Alliance states. These are uh, the, the states that had joined the Paris Climate Pact um, several years ago, and about half of them, maybe uh, 12 or 13, had committed to... Uh, uh, incorporating SNAP rules 20 and 21. HRI is working diligently uh, tra- to transition those states from uh, working to incorporate the, the previous SNAP rules, which will be likely part of uh, um, the EPA's uh, sector-based controls. They're working with them to transition from working on SNAP rules to updating their building codes to allow for A2Ls. And so uh, the percentage is not going to be zero, obviously, of the states that are um, uh, of the states that that have their building codes updated, but I don't believe it will be 100% either. Now, the other thing that we mentioned is that the EPA has agreed to revisit the allocation rule for 2024, and so this could provide some relief as there are new new there could be new allocations uh, and a new process set for for this very important year. However, the phase down schedule is not going to change. We're still going to see that 40% decline in available HFC supply, so there's a limit to what the EPA can do there. Uh, but most importantly, like I mentioned, we have time. We have several years. We know what the outcome was in Europe and the industry as a whole is stepping up its effort uh, to maximize reclaimed refrigerant. I believe that this will be the key to mitigating the effects of a 2024 shortfall. So the reclaimers are working uh, with OEMs, working with states, working with uh, with contractors to uh, increase the available supply of reclaimed HFC refrigerant so that there is enough to go around when we get to to this dynamic that, that we see between the uh, the building codes not being updated and the forty percent drop in available refrigerant supply uh, per the AMAC phase down. So um, you know to wrap it up, I, I, I'm hopeful that these efforts, when combined, will be enough to avoid the worst impacts uh, of a 2024 shortfall that we saw in Europe. Um, so that's really it. That's the the update on on refrigerants as we head into uh, 2022. Really, the first year of the AMAC phase down in in earnest. And if you remember what what we were talking about a f- just a few years ago, uh, fractured uh, refrigerant landscape and and uh, and and many states going in in many different directions. We are in a much better place now. We know what's in front of us. We know what the solutions are. We just need to work to get there. So uh, that's it for this episode in the Visioneering Exchange. Don't forget to subscribe to our show 
on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever it is you listen to your podcast. And lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate, review, and share with your network. Again, my name is John Sheff, Dan Foss's Director of Public Industry Affairs. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.